What's happening, weirdos? What's happening, weirdos? Welcome to We Made It Weird. This is the Friday edition of the show where Val and I catch up because... What's up? Our friend Sam is here to oh, okay. work out with me. Well, I do want to say I'm on tour. We, we just announced the feeling at tour. Go to PeteHolmes.com. Uh, Utah, I believe, sold out. Thank you, Utah. Hello, Utah. Sh -sh -sh Showing up. Maybe we'll add a show. I don't know. And then uh, Bloomington, Indiana. These, are, these have all been added. And Chicago. So go to PeteHolmes.com. It's a new hour. It's new material. I'm really proud of it. I hope you like it. Special comes out at the end of October. Uh... And then, um, what was that? Oh, and, and we have Batman videos, new Batman videos oh, on YouTube. Yeah. So go to youtube.com, I think. Slash weird. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and Pete Holmes uh, is the name. And, and uh, Batman, Batman videos is the game. Is the game. Uh, and if you like the show, it means so much. Thank you for your support. Try a Pete's pick. These are products I actually use, we actually use, and we actually love. So, Katie, roll it. Get into it. No, no, no. Oh. Then we come back from the ads. <laughs> Roll it. And you guys know I only do ads for products that I actually use and actually love. And I actually was just writing, actually. A lot of actuallys. Actually, I was just writing and I was rocking my latest Pete's pick. Run. Don't walk to this one. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Brain FM. So I was sitting down to write, to work. And how am I going to cue my brain that it's time to sink in, to settle in, and get in that flow state? Well, turns out music is a huge, huge part of that. And Brain FM has been how I get that into my daily creative routine for years now. And I'm so happy to be partnering, partnering with them. Every morning I sit at that computer behind me, I throw on these headphones, hit focus on Brain FM on the app. I hit focus, I hit creative flow, lo-fi is my favorite genre, and boom, I'm in the pocket and ready to work, create, and focus. Without this specially designed, lyricless, flow state, scientifically dialed in music, I find it so much harder to complete tasks. I procrastinate. I have a hard time meeting deadlines. But with Brain FM, I'm signaling to my brain literally that it is time to get things done and it works. What is it? On the surface, Brain FM seems like an app that gives you the perfect background music for creative work, study, reading, meditation, relaxation, and sleep. And that's true. But it's incredible music. It is to work read, meditate to, but under the surface, it is so much more than that. Brain FM's composers work hard to create amazing sounding music that doesn't distract and uses their patented audio technology to boost your mental states on demand. Audio signals get your brain dialed in. It's incredible. Brain FM's scientists and composers add patterns to their music that change the patterns in your brain, creating increased blood flow and electrical activity in your brain and increasing focus in as little as five minutes. Regular music is designed to be distracting, so you're constantly being interrupted, having to skip songs that are pulling you out of that flow, but not with Brain FM. Stop. Stop the skipping. Brain FM has a wide variety of sounds and genres from natural soundscapes to lo-fi electronic music to get you in that zone almost immediately without having to pick the perfect playlist. It takes no thought. I never skip songs. I love them all. They help me dial in, and it's science-backed. Brain FM actually has the scientific research to back up their claims through close collaboration with neuroscientists and a wide array of field experiments and testing, but even better, their music is made by, not made by computers. Instead, multi-instrumentalist composers. That way, the soundscapes on Brain FM 
still have the warmth of real people. So give it a try. It's a huge part of my routine, has been for years. Great way to support your brain and support the show. Go to brain.fm slash weird to get 30% off one year of Brain FM and start getting more done with less effort and unlock your best self on demand. Experience the difference that the right music can make in your life. Brain.fm slash weird. Support the show. Support your noodle. Also, I, for years, years, decades, never washed my hair. Hate shampoo. I hate looking like a bale of hay that just got out of the dryer, crispy, hard to control, horrible looking hair. So I just didn't wash it until Kat, my hairdresser, she was like, Pete, this is disgusting. You need to wash your hair. Yuck. I was with her. I know. I just didn't know a better way. Thankfully, Modern Mammals has come to the rescue. It's the only shampoo that's like a non-shampoo that somehow cleans your hair. So the comb goes right through it, super clean, but leaves it perfect. It's not going to frizzle it. It's not going to fry it. You're not going to have to wear a hat for three days or hope no one takes your picture. You get a perfect hair day on demand. It has structure. It still has some of its natural moisture. It doesn't dry it out and it stays in place and looks incredible, giving your hair that wave, that flow that I am looking for. After a wash, it looks like how my hair used to look if I wash it with regular shampoo and waited four or five days. But now I can have a perfect hair day just whenever I want on command. Now my hair regimen is the opposite of what it used to be. I used to not wash it when I wanted to have a good hair day. Now I use it, modern mammals, when I want to have a good hair day. So over 40,000 guys have switched to this instead of traditional shampoo. You got to see the reviews for this product. They're insane. Guys don't get this excited about anything, but literally it's blowing people's minds, including mine. And once you use it, you are hooked for life. I'm hooked for life. I'm never going back. I travel with it. I love it. It's in every bathroom. You can't go back to regular shampoo after this. And it's a small punk rock company that I love. They're grassroots. These were just guys that were fed up with shampoo, frying your hair, and set out to actually create new products to wash your hair with, new shampoo alternatives specifically for guys. And they have bars if you want the no plastic, no fragrance feel, or bottles. It's like a magic gray mud that I love the feeling and the smell of that gets your hair perfect every single time. Six seconds away to perfect hair. No joke. I love it. I use it. Modernmammals.com slash weird where weirdos can get a special combo deal and try both products, the bar and the bottle for 44 bucks. The bar, by the way, lasts a really, really long time. So this is a good Good, good deal. Modernmammals.com slash weird. Support your hair. Support this show. All right, everybody. <laughs> Hope to see you out on the road. Enjoy this episode. It's so special. We loved it. Valerie? Get into it. There it is. <laughs> Sorry. Hello? 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 <laughs> Hello? It's like a fake out uh, voicemail. Or Back when they were called. Look, outgoing messages. I don't want to get canceled, but they used to be called answering machine greeting messages <laughs> my friend casey who's one of the coolest people i know <clears throat> relax has one of those and it faked me out like three days ago i'm sorry no <laughs> it is cool no i knew you were gonna say that no i think it is no cool. <laughs> no yes no that way- is that's so over the line 
I will say <laughs> to her face. No. No. She it's I'm telling you the way she done. did it was very cool. Tell me everything. I'll okay. Okay. <laughs> Tell me everything. I mean, I guess just because it's like Does it's, it go like this? <clears throat> Hello? Hello? Does it go like that? No, it goes like this. Hello? Just kidding. Text me. I don't answer my phone. <laughs> All right. Which I'm is gonna very say cool. no. Is it very cool? Yes. Or is it like, oh my god, they just walked across that barely frozen lake and I'm impressed that they didn't fall in and die? Because most would. If your goal is to do a hello message mm-hmm. in 2023. <laughs> And main, I feel very strongly about this. I know you do. I know. I'm excited that you brought you, it up. You must have known. This is like the salt shaker with the loose top. It's done. <laughs> I still think that Bucket of water. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. You know why? They're very similar. I'm not surprised I thought of it. Those those two are in the same family Okay. Of pranks. Wait a minute. Now all of a sudden I'm getting worked up because... <laughs> Great. Because I'm talking to a man who literally unironically still uses pull my finger <laughs> with a child. That's it was always done with a child. Adults were That's pulling not true. Fingers. Dave Coulier from Full House. We all know who Dave from Coulier is. Out of Control. <laughs> there was a show. Do you know Out of Control? No. Yeah, no, it's because I'm 44. He, uh, he's, he's out there doing pull my finger to grow. Stamos? You think Stamos isn't pulling that? That hockey loving finger and getting a rip? This is hearsay. No. That, you don't know I that. I just watched the unauthorized as if... Unauthorized is such good marketing. I know. The unauthorized. Yeah. Like too hot for TV. Right. Full house, whatever, story. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, Dave Coulier, who I know well enough that I could ask, but I don't have to ask. He's ripping them the whole time. Whenever there's like a group photo, he's ripping them. This is pull my finger without the finger. Oh, it's no. fart it's fart humor. It's in the same section of the Libra. I don't know. I think it's funnier. Libros. Show idea. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Two Hold everything. Hip streetwise kids love to read. They're reading and they get lost in the books they're reading. And guess what? What? Guess what? They open in a library? No. <laughs> No, they're just going to the regular library. They don't run and maintain a federally funded building. That what? doesn't sound like a hit for the CW. I mean, so they're just called the libros because they go to the library? Excuse me. <laughs> they just go to the library. You were very close to library. Just I there. was not. But I, I have- love I, I go to Knott's Library Farm. I have go to never not, go, to, go to Knott's Library Farm. I have never in my life even said on library. Valentine's Day. No, I know Val. I don't know why, but library never is funny to me. But I will say strawberry because I'll say strawberries. I yeah. think strawberries is very. I say funny. strawberry, which is from Scrubs, where he says library, and then later he sees a strawberry and he says, "Ooh, a strawberry." <laughs> Okay, that's very good. It's really good. That's very good. So uh, pull my finger here, here. 
If there were kid phones, oh, by the way, the libros go up into the stacks, they read the books, and guess what? They appear in the stories. Oh, so we, now we have yeah, like a yeah. Bill and Ted type couple cool dudes. Sure. And they that's, show that's up better. in Blackbeard's story and they're like, whoa, yeah, what's going on? And he's like, grr, the libros. He knows because he's them. Yeah, that's better. He's in their mind. I was picturing like a workplace <laughs> comedy where these He's unlike- in their mind. Sorry, I'm still going to the workplace comedy. These unlikely characters find themselves running a library and at some point- they take their glasses off and they're sexy. <laughs> like she's all that style. Just like every library cliche. Oh, yeah. They're always chewing on a pencil, like a little wooden. Yeah, that's like maybe you know only know that if you're a, a woman being objectified. But that's all. That's like a cliche thing. It's and what's like, <laughs> wrong with being objectified? Some of my favorite things are Get out of here, Bill Maher. Okay. Get if you're a lady and you're tired of us objectifying you. wants you okay, here. <laughs> maybe you should think about changing genders. <laughs> like that's a solution. Like, strange. Okay, it's very it's strange. It's like it's kind of pro-trans, but it's actually yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of progressive, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm all for it. No, no, Bill, that's not what that is. <laughs> he thinks, okay, that riff is too many landmines in that field. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I hear those sleigh bells ringling. <laughs> oh, it's almost the time of year for that. I know. Meet me up here. I hear those sleigh bells ringling. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> You know, uh, that lo- was that that was one of our like there's two f- big laughs in New York that I can remember. I know that there were millions more than that, but I think the first time we went to New York was when you did that for the first time and it was like snowing and we like walked outside and we're like, oh my gosh, it's so Christmassy. And then you just down the streets of Manhattan doing a can-can kick did. I hear those sleigh bells ring away. Oh yeah, with the ding, kick on bells. Ding, ding. <laughs> and ding. And that then, is, yeah, go on, yes, the, loving this. The other one, well, well, there was the Bowery, which we've already told that story. Hmm? the bowery where you hit the fan and, and fell hit the ceiling oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 but the other one oh no i lost it oh it was when we were at, also at the bowery and you <laughs> ran the ahead. bowery is a hotel by the way it's also yeah. a neighborhood oh yes i just caught you being fancy oh i was we fancy. were in the bowery you mean down by bowery poetry club no. where people are you know pigeons there's pigeons <laughs> I always forget. That <laughs> I don't know what I meant by that riff. Hotels are fancy in New York because they're so small. That's a really fancy. Can thing I to say? <laughs> oh no, I, I said this uh, to Matt. Maddie McCarthy and I were talking about. Have I said this on the show before? Here's the difference between an expensive hotel and a regular hotel. In a regular hotel, you know how they have that like khaki plastic all over the tub. And it kind of goes half up the wall so they can clean it really easily. Khaki plastic. I'm having a hard time picturing it. You haven't stayed in a lot of motels. <laughs> hotel, I, motel, holiday inn. But if you stay in yeah. like a hotel, uh, like, you know, it's not yeah. as common now. It I, might not I be ha- khaki. I've, all my whole life I stayed in G. No, no, no. Hotels. You are a fancy. <laughs> no, you hate. You did that you to me. You hate. You <laughs> hate the regular folks. I never was before. No, you know. made me that. I know. Uh, that's not, that's not true. You're very, you're so grounded. You're growing carrots. Um, (laughs) 
No, but okay, maybe it's not khaki anymore. Maybe, it, but what I'm saying is like usually the stuff in the bathroom is kind of one thing. Sure. The, the sink and the bathtub, and and it's like plastic so they can spray it down from the horrors. Yes. That happen in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a nicer in quotes hotel is instead of that plastic it's marble it's a fake marble right that's it. yeah that's the end yeah it's in new york same, you're saying I, almost anywhere oh that's interesting it's the same size it's the same and then maybe the bed is a little the bit bedding nicer. is the key for me okay yeah that's that's bed, true beds are di- way the, different the, the the bedding in a is regular relatable? yeah are you kidding <laughs> this is this this one goes out to anyone who's stayed in a hotel <laughs> All right, the call the call lights are lining up. <laughs> it's that very thin uh, foam blanket. Oh yeah, disgusting. It is disgusting, and the bed is really hard, and the sheets are really rough. Yeah, it's not good. All right, um, but anyway, we I was were trying at to say the like, Valerie. hey, we're all kind of in this together, but then you're like, nah. nah. <laughs> but in New York, they are the even though the hotel's no, the, fancy, the room they're in tiny. The, in the Bowery Hotel is is it's very is small. a closet. Yeah. But we were in the lobby, and you like. I was just like, I think I was in the middle of telling you something and you just bolted ahead of me and I turned the corner and you were at the elevator, like pushing the button over and over, like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> like trying to get away from you. Yeah. Oh, I love these memories. It made me laugh really hard. I love these memories. Of course. So anyway, They're... I'm not going to forget the the main point we're talking about, which is... Dave Coulier's... <laughs> well, you know, pull my finger because Leela, it's new to them and it delights them. It's a know your audience sort of situation. Did you say because Leela? Oh, Leela, because you do it to Leela. Yeah, because she's a child and like yeah. I pull her finger and I fart and it's hilarious to her and it's hilarious yeah. to me. And you know what? The relief. <laughs> Hashtag the relief. Oh, so it's a it's a self serving bit. Actually, all stand up is like that. I get relief. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Out of any bit. A hundred percent. Because I'm farting. Yeah. You're just <laughs> farting out your mouth. Oh, <laughs> farting out my mouth. That's the next special. That's the next special. Spe- airing December twenty something. No, October twenty something. <laughs> oh yeah. It's October twenty something. Okay. Cool. I'm just mentioning it. Can't wait to find out. <clears throat> Yeah, I asked Dave two days ago, my manager. <laughs> Still waiting on that hot premiere date. Anyway. <laughs> uh but I'm I'm saying that still plays. So if kids had cell phones and if Leela was calling Casey and she'd get the hello, it's over. The, the reason why it's like the salt thing is it's like ruins your lunch. You feel like a schmuck. No one's laughing. Yeah. It's just like a fuck you moment to me. Yeah. I don't like pranks though. You don't like pranks. That's right. That's, I don't like that's hello? what it comes hey, down to. What's up, man? The fuck? Like I Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Is yeah. you never thought it was funny. I think it's like enough time has passed. It it's grip. very cool to do a throwback to that. I I'm gonna need to hear the tone of her voice. You do, because it's very fun. It it, it has to be I, like this. Hello? <laughs> Just kidding. It has to be like that. I bet it was. It was I mean, it You're was enough. Just... It was enough that I was like Hey! <laughs> like, and you know what? That is kind of funny. It is funny. It is kind of funny. I, I've and, turned. The fact that you went you, big is now making me laugh. Yeah, because I never answer a phone like, hey, it's that. Like, if I'm calling my friend, it's a never a normal hi. Yeah. Like, it's, I would never say hello, which yeah. I should have known she would never say hello either. I don't like any of it. Well. I don't like being tricked. I know you don't. We also had a little discovery. I think this is worth sharing. 
whenever I so there's this new phenomenon. Have you seen this in the news? New rule: if you're gonna watch a video at a restaurant, put in earbuds. Okay. Uh, but I would agree with that new rule. Uh, <laughs> like fake voice aside, that is a real rule. I've just noticed that, like in the '90s, if you were the guy on the subway playing, like making noise on like a like a speaker, mm-hmm. everyone would be like, "What a Jesus!" <laughs> yeah. Oh God! It reminds me of the broken window rule. You know, like neighborhoods where like crime is very high, one of the things they'll do is they'll repair the windows because there's like statistics to show that broken windows lead to a heightened, obviously, sense of nobody gives a fuck about this neighborhood. So why wouldn't I spray paint or rob or vandalize or whatever it might be? Because you're like, nobody's fixing these windows. Same with trees. You know, Mm. planting trees, fixing windows has a huge effect. To me, the tree window thing in a restaurant is are you watching... A video? <laughs> like, am I listening to you? Am I list? This is very me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't expect everyone to agree with this, but like, if I'm listening to you just sm- scroll through TikTok or Instagram, I'm like, what is your deal? But here's not just what is your deal. Like, I'm, You're, I'm boiling. You get like a trauma response. I have a trauma response. Which we've uncovered in which this we podcast. Have. But here's what Meaning, we have. Because it's the sound thing, which is like, nobody's it's a consideration considering thing, yeah. me. Yeah. I'm not safe because if this person will do this, I guess, this is one of those times where you ask your brain, like, what's the issue? And it just belches forth insanity. You're like, if she's <clears throat> that, she's, what else is she capable of? I guess. Yeah. But does that alleviate it for you? No. It's a trip. Yeah. It's literally going on a trip. Right. I get icy frozen in my belly up mm-hmm. to my heart mm-hmm. and I'm frozen. And I. it's the same routine every time I go. First of all, the first technique I do to try to ignore it is I go, Val does not want to have breakfast with somebody that can't ignore a low volume video playing. You but don't it's, have to say No, it's not, it's not but... about you turning your back on me. It's more like, you know... Someday I'll be dead. I don't want Val to be like, yeah, P was great. I do like being at a restaurant and someone's watching a video at a low volume and no one's having a panic attack, though. That I don't like that technique. And Antonio for Banderas yourself. is there and he's like, I know. <laughs> I do not mind that there is a video play. Antonio Banderas, that's who I'm going to remarry. Yeah, but he's he like a swapped, thousand years old. Yeah, he swapped bodies with somebody else. That's <laughs> going to be the new thing. You know who. You know. <laughs> Oi. I am so sick of this shit. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. The Please Don't Destroy Boys did the pod this week, and I did my impression where I pulled my underwear up. I was naked, but for my undies, <laughs> and I had a real moose knuckle, and I was clapping my armpits my together armpits onto this my This is flesh. for me. You did this for me. And singing a song just about how for me. Brett Goldstein is done. He's over. <laughs> In five five years, no one will remember his name, but this will be sexy forever. <laughs> that you're you that know, you will that always I will be, be what I'm inter- doing an international sex, sex symbol. symbol. And, and it was here's the, truly yeah. the least sexy thing yeah. I've ever seen in my life. It was like you were wearing like boxer briefs and pulled them up so they looked like granny panties yeah, gps and it looked like you had a camel toe and like yeah as you said flapping your armpits clapping. together so that they would clap yeah. and jiggle it was a clap jiggle like sla- it was like slapping a ham yeah but you know what i told lisa my friend about that <laughs> thank you you're welcome uh and i was like 
Yeah, I know full well that like I traded sensuality for sense of humor. Can you imagine if I was in the kitchen just like slicing garlic with a razor blade and going like this will melt in the oven i know we and we did that we that it led to that bit where she was like i think that's absolutely the right choice and i was like me too yeah i've never looked back yeah because she was like because you can only be sensual like at most once a day yeah you can be funny all, all day. day you all, can it's laugh a renewable resource all day if i was just walking around in a linen shirt yeah i just and Being mysterious looks exhausting. It does. I have to come down in a different hat. Oh, I'm fully aware that if I was married to an Antonio Banderas, we'll say. It's me, Antonio. <laughs> um, like, I would have to be... Cu- I, I honestly don't know. It's like, I would have to be like Whitney Cummings or somebody that's like... I, I don't know her at all, but like it seems... I like this choice. It seems <laughs> like kidding. it is like... 75% of your time is dealt with dealing with your looks, like coming up, like yeah, no, shaving, it goes both ways. waxing, Botoxing, makeuping, scare, skincare, hair, nails. Like, I don't feel like wardrobe. Like, you have to just like that's that what I mean. Seems like a it's like full an, time job. And, I, and we don't know Whitney that well, we but she's a dolled yeah. up woman. I, I hear yeah. that, yeah, but like, I can't imagine feeling pressure, yeah, and then in that pressurelessness. Sometimes I yank up my panties and, and dance <laughs> like a like you're slapping a ham. Yeah. <laughs> and that's either for you or it's not. I've said this before, but in college, my best friend was a girl. And I obviously was like, we should date. Mm-hmm. But she also had a boyfriend. So I think I kind of like was playing it safe. Mm-hmm. You know, when you do that, mm-hmm. you're like, I'll. You I'll. didn't say we should date to her. You felt we should. No, date. but I was like writing her songs and shit. Yeah. Fucking writing her songs. That's not a friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I don't remember them. I'm trying to remember them. I feel like you did remember. Not these ones. Oh, okay. I told you about who could love a monster. That, that's it. I, I know. No, that. that's supposed to make you laugh. I hate that one. I think who could love a monster. The thought of me going to the dugout at Gordon College with my guitar. So I walked to the dugout of oh the baseball field God. with my guitar and quietly strummed and just sort of improvised who could love a monster oh they, meaning God. me i know i'm a monster i think i know that exact <laughs> feeling that oh, you had yeah. no it's like and getting in a tub and you already pooped in the tub and you're like i'm just gonna soak in this poop tub i don't know well then maybe i don't <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'm because way off. there's no poop tub in mine but um but I was very romantic and like yeah. loved like when I found out that the boy I had a crush on in at church like kissed someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like I hated it, but I loved it. This is what it. we love on The Office where Jim and when the moments in the early seasons of The Office where Jim has to watch Pam and uh roy roy yes flirt yes and like laugh oh my god like it gives me like a a boner that goes inside like Mm. it's this weird sad okay (laughs) sad sounds like a warm (laughs) vagina well what i'm saying is it's internal it's like an internal warmth of like you love how fucking unhappy it makes you yeah i just watched the kira knightley pride and prejudice which i would Go ahead and say is a perfect film. It P&P. totally holds up. It's gorgeous. It's the best. I don't know why we're not all talking about still how good it is. But it's... Val. 
is. We are. <laughs> oh, we are? Right now. Oh, you're right. But <clears throat> it is like, it gets me so hard. <laughs> There you go. On the inside. There you go. Inside hard. Inside erection. Yeah. The boner that goes inside. <laughs> the vagina giving boner. And it's beca- and like even at the very end when you finally get the like payoff moment, I was I literally I was folding laundry and I like couldn't move. I was just like waiting and he's like And this be is with- why there's pride. And, and prejudice. <laughs> and then he rides off on a horse, if I'm picturing it right. He's not far off. <laughs> that he, well, let me, I'm rushing to the end. So this is why it really works for me. It's exactly, for certainly the church world, because the you can't, it's improper to be together. You can't be together. Oh, yeah. And then you only see each other maybe once a week when they're at church and you don't know if you're going to get to have an interaction or not and maybe you do and maybe it's like a bad one and then you have to wait a whole other week wondering the entire week if they're thinking about you yeah you're not checking their instagram you don't know you just get to drop into their reality like i know what they're doing i know what they're feeling yes and and like that pining that sort of like wondering like yeah. what is going what like do they like me at all do they think about me at this all this is why the past I'm was so, so romantic. addicted to it and yeah. then so it's that just the whole story of that and misunderstanding each other and like and then it's like it's months until they see each other again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they do and it's like unexpected and you're like oh my this god mr darcy's here what i'm gonna, gonna say in those days the estate days the town and the country days the fucking you know i'm gonna go read a book in a white gown under a tree england yeah. days yeah <clears throat> there was a great opportunity Oh, there was a great opportunity. Romance. Romance. <laughs> Something just went down the wrong way. I I just mean like you could not love someone. Like I remember these feel these types of feelings. Like like Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Is the closest I can come. But the pre-cell phone, you know, for me. Yep. So in college, you meet someone and you don't like them. You you yeah. have the sense that like, oh, Julie might have a crush on me, but you're like, I don't like Julie. Mm. Then you go home for Thanksgiving break and you have all this silence and also yeah. all the like fucking nightmares of where you're from, the feelings of being little. Yes. And you you kind of have time to pine and pine, yes. time, pine time leads to relationships that wouldn't have existed, but maybe ought to exist. Yeah. Because you have time to go like, wait I a minute, Julie, it. remember when I was, like you have this like vivid memory of Julie at the cafeteria and she's like, Right, she, she was like, and oh, we talked about, and you, yes. and you get, it's like in the same way in the modern era, mm-hmm. Instagram is giving us false impressions yeah. of one another mm-hmm. as our dating profiles and whatnot. Sometimes it can be accurate, but like for the most part, it's going to be not mm-hmm. as real as reality, certainly. Mm-hmm. And also Viagra, which I've made many points about, like, I feel like people taking <laughs> like sexual enhancement drugs yeah. are, you know furthering relationships that maybe your your, your lack of a boner is, was saying like that's nope. that person scares me that person's <laughs> yep. weird to me or and and we're like falling in fast because of their online persona yeah. potentially even like boosting a set let's say you are having regular meaning non-chemically altered sex but then you're having more sex because maybe you are taking stuff like that or right. anti-anxiety stuff or whatever it might be 
No yeah. judgment to any of this. Yeah. I'm just saying in those days, anxiety was at play, <sighs> attraction was at play, and pining was a huge thing. Pining and huge. as you know, and as you're always trying to remind me, mm-hmm. pining, missing yeah. is huge. So important. It's yeah. It's at least very important to me because it's like what my my romance, my idea of romance was built on. It was like for the exact reason that I just said, like it was like seeing somebody maybe once a week, having a crush, having like wondering. And I, in the underlying thing for all of it for me was I'm not allowed. Like yeah. I'm not allowed to have a boyfriend. No, Christianity and is I, as close as we're And it's come so tantric and wrong. And yeah, it really is. Damn. And so by the end of it, I was like, when he like, it's like this very dreamy scene where he's like walking in a kind of open white shirt in the mist towards her. Yeah. And then he gives the speech and the end of it, he's like, you've bewitched me body and soul. And I love, I love, I love you. And I went, I like threw the shirt down and I went, oh my God. And I flopped down and I would remembered that word for word, but like seeing it and being, and I was just like, that's, I think I need to be like protective of that energy in our relationship. Like trying my best to like, just like what we do, like when you're on tour, trying to like not be in contact all the time so we can like pine and miss each other. And yeah, it's great. however we can do it, because that's so it like, I don't know, I guess it like awoken <laughs> a part of me that I remembered that I loved because I used to be so romantic. Me too. I know. When I, I don't know if I've told this before, chances are probably yes. But when I had a crush, it's funny, when you were mentioning church, mm-hmm. there was this young woman I had a crush on in high school, and she was very friendly to me, and that was so confusing. I felt like a real 12-sided die boy. Yeah. And she would just see me in the hallway and go, hi, Pete. That's how it started. Yeah. Doesn't that just sound like yeah. a short story or something? I, this yes. young, and she was popular mm-hmm. and like, at least from where I was sitting, I was like, that's like a popular girl. Yeah. She's very pretty. And I'd just be in the hallway and she'd go, hi, Pete. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't know how she knows my name. Her side of it, who knows? Yeah. I'm thinking that she was like, thought I was interesting, learned my name, started saying hi to me in the hall. Of course, this is so far from my brain that this person might like me. Although, that's when it starts. I go like, who is this? I have Mm -hmm. all these nights going to bed going like, who is this? Mm -hmm. Night after night. After yeah. night, never seeing them. I don't know who she is. Mm-hmm. I don't know her name. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? No yeah. one knows. No one in my group knows. We're all eating boogers and flicking them. <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck is that? I see her at church. She goes, hi, Pete. Now she's at my church. Wow. What the fuck is going on? I think I gave her the tour. I gave her the tour at church. Oh, my God. And I know. I bet that was really cute. What the shit? This is fucking <laughs> juicing up my vagina. This I'm like, is this happening. is fucking nice. Oh, my God. Give her the tour. I bet I know how you felt all day after that. I bet you did too, because I felt like fucking vanilla ice cream. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes. And I'm sh- like, here's what's even extra crispy, juicy, tender McNuggets about this <laughs> fucking Happy Meal, right? Okay. <laughs> Is I, at this point in your life, you don't know, like we were watching Whiplash last night, in yeah. praise of the critic, the yeah. inner critic, which yes. we need. We've been talking a lot about that. And that movie is just such a great 
representation of how you need to be like, no, be afraid. Be afraid of sucking. Like, that can be helpful sometimes. Yeah. Often. Um, but anyway, I didn't know. So in Whiplash, he goes up to a girl and is awkward. And you're like, I don't understand. Why doesn't he just talk like a, an adult? Because you're a kid. So at this time in my life, I didn't know to say, I didn't know it was in bounds to say, this is weird. I know we see each other at school, but I don't know your name or how we know each other. Yeah. Like, you just don't know and you can say that. that would be kind of cool. If too. I said that? Yeah. Are you fucking nuts? Yeah. Look, I'm not, I don't have fantasies of being back in high school, but if I did, it would be just to be the guy that would name things. I know. I, it seems like we're having some confusion here. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, can you imagine oh a child God. being like, I just feel like this is getting blown out of proportion instead oh. of just sitting there picking your wedge? <laughs> Pick in your wedge cell. Are those bacon crumbles? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Any I didn't say that. So <laughs> Lord knows what I said. And then the, me and this young lady started hanging out. Mm. Again, no cell phones. This is like 1995. Mm -hmm. We started hanging out and we started hanging out like every weekend. Uh, just, you know, she lived near me. I could walk to her place, which is key. Mm -hmm. Something that they don't address in Whiplash, although he lives in New York City. But other places when they're always like, I'll pick you up at eight. Like, how? Mm -hmm. How? Mm -hmm. You're 15. Yeah. How are you going to pick them up? <laughs> yes. And where are you getting the money? I've heard you. I know. I feel very strongly about this. <laughs> yeah. What a snooze. Anyway, so <laughs> we started hanging something out. something different. It wasn't like you were talking about dating like your parents dated in the 60s. It's like... Yeah. It was something different before you could drive. It was like holding hands. <clears throat> oh, dude. Or like I wish someone had explained that to me. Dropped you off at the movies. My and whole life, I thought if you can't date for real, meaning like pick them up, take them out, <laughs> pay, go back to my apartment, go back to their apartment. I'm not even talking about sex. I just mean like, this yeah. is my house. <laughs> like how you saw it in the movie. I'm making scallops. There's a vent <laughs> above the oven. Yeah. I'm sauteing fucking scallops. <laughs> They're drinking wine. So I was like, if I can't have that, I'm not going to do some fucking tiddly dink version of it. So I just was like, that's not on the menu. Meanwhile, you know, cut to the other, the what I would call the popular kids. They're out 69 and shit. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, here's the point that I was trying to make. Pining, right? So me and this young lady were hanging out every weekend. It was sort of happening organically. I don't even remember what we did. I remember once we drove to a frozen lake and I threw a rock on it and it sounded incredible. It sounded like, wow, 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 wow. And I was like, this is like a weird. Wow, that's like an incredible date. Yeah. Again, it furthest thing from my mind because I didn't have because an apartment and scallops in the freezer <laughs> that I could have like kissed this person <laughs> or that I could have held her hand. So I'm just cute. fucking throwing rocks, dude. When I I remember when I found the rock thing, I was like, I'm going to do this till we're leaving. And I did. <gasps> rock after it's rock after so rock. so cute. Wait, did I miss like how approximately how old you were? Well, I was I was probably a junior. So I was uh, oh, wow. 16. Wait, so you didn't have a car? I think I'm driving to that lake where we're throwing the rocks. So you could have taken her out on a date. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's I'm just allowing this moment to be real because I I'm like, yeah, definitely picturing a 12 year old <clears throat> this whole time. No, I was 16. <laughs> <'Cause> and <laughs> well, thank you for shaming me. I'm, I'm JK. No, I've been delighting she, in you. She goes away one weekend. 
and doesn't tell me. Why oh, would she? Right. Why would she? Right. This is my point is we don't go like, let's sync up our cows. Yeah. Like, are you around next weekend? Yeah. It wasn't like that. Yeah. So she goes on a trip. She's like, not at school. I'm like, hey, where'd you, where'd you go? She goes away for like a three-day weekend. I don't know this. Uh-huh. And I think I called her. I still know her phone number by heart. I called her, I think, like 24 times. Oh, my God. And I, and she didn't answer, of course, because yeah. no one was there. <laughs> Good detail. Um, and <laughs> I want to say her phone number. I'm not going to say it. Don't say it. I'm not, of course not. <laughs> but she had caller ID. She had one of the little boxes. And I was fucking freaking out. Once I realized she had caller ID, because I was like, "How did you I know was she asking, had caller ID?" I think How I did you find out. I don't know. Mm. In a in a movie or something would would have the line being like, "You know that person has caller ID," and I'd be like, "What?" Yeah. And I'm like, so she's gonna get home and see that I called her 24 times. Oh my god, what happened? <clears throat> and I remember vividly, Val. This is so what you would have done too, by the way. Mm-hmm. I distinctly got the feeling that someone was like maybe lying to me. Or maybe like, you know, bending the truth to make me feel better. Yeah. And they were like, I have a caller ID box. It'll just say multiple calls. Oh, that's There's just really a box that says sweet. multiple calls. By the way, no, no it, it does doesn't. fucking not. There's no <laughs> multiple calls folder. Oh. oh, if you call over three times, it moves into a folder and it just says, hey, this person called a bunch. It yeah. says every single time I called. Oh. Four times, five, six, seven times a day. Just hoping be on hope that she'd uh, call uh, answer and then it wasn't shortly it was it was shortly after that that i think she was like and i didn't put this together she was like you know we don't have to hang out every weekend she said something like that wow and i remember where where i was in fact when uh, we go back to lexington i drive by this specific corner i remember oh. she walked me to that corner we stopped and she was just like like a breakup Oh man! But uh, yeah, that's oh. that's my romance. Wow, <laughs> my that chemical is romance. Very romantic, and even the feeling that you had after she said that, I bet. Like, the, oh like, yeah, the no, torture that... of all of it. This is, is just Dead Poet so Society, man. Yummy to touch you would be paradise. Oh. Ethan Hawke writes this thing. Yeah. I wrote poems that were so oh, they were yeah. ripping off Dead Poet Society. Oh yeah, and I had a that I remember. The first line was to touch you would be paradise, to hold you in your, to hold you in my arms and know that it's all right. Wait, you stole the line from? I didn't even know I did. That's what's even worse. Years later, I was like, that's from Dead Poets Society. I thought wow. I wrote it. Wow. I'm not asking anything. It's not, it was so fucking, I just want to love you like oh that. Oh my gosh. But yes, yeah. I, I also, we were the same. I drew with, uh, what are they called? Craypaws, but they're called oil, pastels. Yeah, oil pastels. I draw like a, a an image from our hang, mm. like sitting by that lake. That's and draw really it cute. At home. You used to do that for me too, and I love. I mean? loved that. You used to draw me little things, like you drew our first, or maybe like our second time being together you like drew a cartoon for me Uh and then like remember when i came to visit you in la and you had printed a picture up at from me uh, of me and you were like working on it you were drawing a picture yeah the bubble bubble one yeah Yeah, it's really cute and i couldn't get it right yeah no that was pining yeah so a good relationship 
like uh, like ours i'm gonna say yeah. obviously <laughs> looking, like, looking uh, right looking. right yes you know a good relationship is a space that you finally find discover mm. that is safe enough to be as romantic as you were when you were 16 yeah and like, oh now i can do it see i think that's really i'm sorry Belle, we have to go to the middle <laughs> that's really what that's what that's really, I'm so glad you said that because I think a lot of people, and look, not everybody is romantic and you don't have to be. No rule. Just pay them and they leave afterwards. Okay. <laughs> but I do think that people think of romance as like work that you do, like an unnatural thing that you do in the beginning to try romance. and win someone over. Yeah. yeah. But thinking of it as like, at least for two romantic babies like us, like feeling <clears throat> safe enough to be because that was always my thing it always is my thing to like over love <laughs> be like over attentive and over loving if i have a crush yeah if i have a crush i will like make it so clear and i'll like just like rush crush rush you crush rush i crush rush you Cream and it's and i because i'm like and i bet you were like this too i'm like why would you, why? Why would you hold back? Don't it's you want to know? It's the best thing in the world. I it's have a glowing best. sparkler in my heart. Yes. And then enough people, I think it's just too vulnerable. I it's guess. too fast. Like, right. see, that's the downside of, of pining. Rejection. Is you're pining. So you're writing this story. Mm-hmm. And then you present them the conclusion. You That's don't bring right. them along on the journey. That's so you go right. like, I love you. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? You're like, it's been an eventful Thanksgiving break and I'm in love with you. You're like, what? That's exactly yeah. it. And you've been like, you, I bet you did this too. We're so similar in this. I would make, I could make a case that anybody that I had a crush on had a crush on me. I could make the case so by just like, a look, which you basically did too, or I guess you didn't. When she was like, "Hi, Pete," like that would have been no, enough for me back, to be like. If I had, I feel like if I had played it a little bit cooler, <laughs> but all that pining, yeah, and then I was like, "I love you," <laughs> but it's not. Do you love them, or do you love that someone loves you? I mean, and I, it's, it's, and it's very hard to say. The other thing, the other side of that for me, yeah, was exactly that. Like anytime I found out somebody had a crush on me, I just I, instantly liked them. Well, we were talking about that. Let's talk about shifting gears and all that stuff we were talking about writing. Oh yes, in the second half. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go to the the middies here. I think I know we've already mentioned this, but getfirstperson.com and oh, promo code yeah. weird is incredible. So good. I've been giving everybody modern mammals. You gotta get modern mammals, promo mm -hmm. code weird or weirdo. Anyway, I'm just loving the Pete's picks. We're getting to a place where I'm just like thrilled with every partnership we have. So these are legit. Thank you for for supporting the show. Katie, roll that beautiful bean footage. I am so excited about this latest Pete's Pick, which is First Person, a mushroom-based supplement that helps us naturally produce more oxytocin. This is a product that has literally changed both my and Val's life, giving us more oxytocin, also known as the feel-good hormone from our friends at First Person. What is it? It's called Golden Hour, using precision-targeted supplements with functional mushrooms that aim to stimulate the body's natural production of specific neurotransmitters that trigger activities like energy, mood, and sleep. That's a fancy way of saying, here's an all-natural supplement that is going to help your body produce more oxytocin. Golden Hour. 
helps me tune into a sense of joy, connection, and relaxed presence. I noticed the difference the first time I took it. Within 15 minutes, it's incredible. And that effect has only built over time the more I use it. It helps support your body's natural production of oxytocin to mitigate stress, boost the mind-body connection, and it may even help promote long-term cognitive health. So we're always talking about oxytocin. I mean, it's huge. The feel-good hormone. How do you get it? Turns out our friends are here to help. But that's not all. I love Golden Hour so much. I take all three of First Person's family of supplements, and I'm so glad I do. Sunbeam maximizes productivity and creative activities by turning into inspired, focused mindset by supporting the body's natural production of dopamine. So now we got another hormone going. Dopamine to activate the brain's motivation and reward system, like on demand. And Moonlight helps me stay in deep, restorative sleep longer, waking feeling clear and well-rested by supporting the body's natural production of the GABA neurotransmitter to relax the central nervous system, preparing the brain and body for sleep. These are meant to be stacked. They work so well together. But if you're gonna try one, I would start with Golden Hour. They are so incredible. Uh, I take Sunbeam for the dopamine. I take Golden Hour for the oxytocin, so I feel joyful and motivated, so I take them at the same time. And of course, I take Moonlight Before Bed for the perfect night of sleep. It's 100% grain-free, organic mushrooms, as well as highly curated blend of neuroceuticals. First Person is a game changer. It's an incredible company. I'm so glad to be working with them. So start improving your brain health and cognition with First Person. You can get 20% off your first order by going to Get firstperson.com and use promo code weird that's getfirstperson.com and use promo code weird these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration these products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease but if you've been listening to we made it weird val and i both have been shouting their praise absolutely no going back give it a try getfirstperson.com and use promo code weird. We're also brought to us by our friends at Next Evo. Next Evo is incredible, especially as we're shifting from the laid back, lazy summer days into these hectic fall days, especially if you have little kids going to school. There's a lot of stress going around. And if I don't take care of my body, and if I don't rest completely, I wake up looking like a shipwrecked Captain Jack Sparrow. It's a bad situation. So I take Next Evo CBD. I love their uh, stress gummies, which have ashwagandha to help you calm down. And the CBD gets into your system so much better. They have something called Smart Sorb Technology, which makes sure that the CBD is actually getting into your body, which is huge. When I talk to people about CBD, they're often a little hesitant because they don't feel it and they don't know how to dial in the dose correctly. Well, Next Evo is taking care of both of that. You feel it within 10 minutes and they have it figured out. The absorption problem has been solved by Next Evo. What you take is what you're going to get so you can dial it in just right and find out the perfect dose for you. So transitioning into the fall, like I said, can be very stressful, but regular CBD oil just doesn't mix well with your water-based body. Next Evo Naturals products are clinically proven to help your body absorb CBD four times better. Four times than regular CBD oil. Whether you need to de-stress and sleep better this fall, reach for the fast-acting CBD products from Next Evo. They absorb better, they contain 100% of the CBD listed on the label, they're clinically tested, and are delicious with no hempy aftertaste. These gummies work fast, the absorption starting in 10 minutes, and CBD only works if you actually get it into your body. 
Like I said, Next Evo has proven their all-natural gummies absorb four times better than most oil-based products with their Smart Sorb technology. I love their Stress CBD com uh, Complex, combining the premium CBD with the ashwagandha to soothe away stress and stay calm as you get back into these fall routines. So get more Z's and more Zen in your life. They also have the Sleep Support Complex, which is an incredible part of a sleep routine. So get more Z's and more zen in your life. Upgrade to better natural solutions from Next Evo Naturals. Go to Next Evo and use promo code WEIRD for 25% off. That's 25% off at nextevo.com and use promo code WEIRD. All right, we're back. So the beginning of this is that I, oh God, I feel so fucking good that like <laughs> i'm having one of the best days of my life yesterday leading into today still happening and this is why i finally finished my movie yeah congratulations shake it shake it thank you oh, uh, i this, thought we were doing our this, handshake oh up to and the slap slap slap, slap. slap. <laughs> you guys can imagine what that might have been <clears throat> and what we were slapping Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Okay, um, <laughs> I have had, I'm going to say it real quick, because I could talk about this for nine years. But as everyone that listens to the show regularly knows, I've been working on a movie idea, a movie idea that I've had for about 10 years, mm -hmm. which is fucking crazy. Uh, it's my favorite idea. Finally, uh, I know we're on strike, but you are allowed to work on things that no one is paying you to work on, just passion projects, just tinkering. I think a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. In fact, when the strike ends, I think we're going to see a lot of people rushing the gate to be yeah. like here's the nine things i wrote because writers got it right baby writers got it right i don't know <laughs> if that's true but it's certainly i've been taking the time to be like tinker on my passion project and what i've noticed is there's this inversion where whereas before mm. it was a, i wasn't depressed but it was a depressing energy in my life that and a stressing energy in my life i have a movie idea mm. for myself mm -hmm. it is exactly what i want to do uh, I have it outlined. I even have it kind of starting to write and all that stuff. Why won't you work on it? Resistance will fuck you up. <laughs> Resistance will invite you over for a chicken dinner. And as soon as you take the first bite, you realize it's dog. <laughs> Deep fried dog. And Resistance is watching you and masturbating. Because it loves to see that dog taste face. <laughs> oh, my God. Poor Stephen Pressfield. <laughs> oh, man. I, I got to rewrite this. This is insane. This does not hold up. <laughs> this doesn't work. Uh, anyway, now... So all of this unconscious, Rob Bell told me once, he's like, one of the main reasons to finish something mm. is because it clears up the RAM. And RAM is the part of your computer that's running in the background mm. with the random access memory. So it's running these, these heavy programs. And one of my heavy programs was not only want, like ideas for the movie, but also just like guilt that I wasn't doing it and stress. Yeah. yeah. So when Leela just went back to school. Yeah. Fucking like, insane. Like last week. It's September 22nd and she just went back to school. <laughs> yes. And we're just like, it's not even a decision that we made. If Leela's kicking it, we're kicking it with her. It's just how yeah. it goes. Yeah. We hang out with her. Yeah. She's <laughs> I, really cool. <laughs> yeah. We love it. But as, as much as it, you know, pains me to admit this, I'm not really like, I gotta go. 
Mm. Every morning from 10 to 12, yeah. we're just gonna, I, it just doesn't happen. Right. We end up at the beach. Yes. <laughs> and then I'm at the beach and I'm going, God damn it, I gotta fucking finish that fucking shit. And uh, now that I did, I have the inverse of all the negative feelings have been turned inside out like yeah. socks. And now I have like, you have an idea. You did write it. Yeah. And the Ram thing, it's like putting down these heavy bags. This heavy burden has been laid down. Mm. And now every time when my brain would routinely sort of unconsciously, meaning I wish it wouldn't, torture me for not following my own vice, kicking resistance in the nuts and uh, and going for it. Kind of starting to become the Yeah. <laughs> With my own two hands. And no, you can't ride in the back, bud. Uh, anyway, this is sort of a snooze. Nuh-uh. But I did want to cover, I'm very, I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an exciting feeling. So, you know, you know, when you're in a breakup and you wake, you just got dumped mm-hmm. and you wake up in the morning and you feel okay. And then you remember someone dumped you and then you feel bad. Yeah. I have the opposite. And th- this yes, is right? where you wake of up. Course. I woke up in the middle of the night to pee and remembered I finished it's my script. So and I was good. like, I'm coming out. Come in, want the world to know. know. Just feel clean and good and right. And that is Stephen Pressfield's thing. He goes so far as to say, that's the guy who wrote The War of Art, great episode a few weeks ago. He's like, he thinks that not finishing things, not pursuing your purpose actually leads to like disease and like death and and depression. Certainly depression and and, yeah. Just bad life choices. And I could see, I absolutely see what he means. Yeah. Because... We've talked about the Buddhist lens that you see reality through. Mm-hmm. As soon as I, you know, I export it as a PDF just because I want to see it with the title page and everything. Yeah. Fucking have it. And then I go, I feel clean. I also feel about a mile tall. I understand why that's an expression. Yeah. I came out, it hit me in a wave last night. Mm-hmm. I never work in the afternoon, I never work at night, but it just hit me. Mm. I started reading it, I was liking it, I'm cutting things. Mm. fucking flowing and it i was like wait i'm on page blah 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 i think i could finish this mm-hmm. then that got really exciting and then i did and then when i came out of the office you looked like you know a very small i was gonna say a name but you know you, you look like a very right. small person yeah and i got where the expression like i feel a mile I feel mm. 10 feet tall or whatever. Mm-hmm. You literally feel, and I am fucking tall. I don't always feel that way. I looked at Leela. She looked like the size of a donut. I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening? And felt fantastic. <laughs> Here's what I wanted to say, though. This is more interesting, maybe more applicable. Everybody knows that finishing something feels great. Good for me. Fucking new rule. If you finish it, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Bill, you are disinvited. <laughs> You were never podcast. invited. New rule. I show up when I want. We were talking about <laughs> decisiveness, my father. When you have to like just choose and believe. Yeah. So I'm writing a script. A lot of it is just, you know, it's all me just having an idea and just going like, mm. this is good. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's my gut. I like it. But you were pointing out something that I think is worth sharing is that in the past when I have been paid to write something, I get the same way and I get real lit up and I'm like, I think I did it. I mm-hmm. think I fucking did it. I, like when I was adapting that sci-fi book, I was like, I fucking did it. I figured out the most interesting, creative, dynamic way to tell this story. I turned it in. Mm-hmm. 
couple weeks later, I get the feedback. They're like, we like the old version better. And I just immediately and without effort and it's sincere go, the old version was better. Yeah. Like I just, like, yeah. there's this like power. It's like manipulating your own power of decision. Yeah. And going, it doesn't serve. And it's natural. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it comes from. Maybe my childhood. There's yeah. something where I go, okay, someone I trust says this. We're pivoting. We pivot and we never look back. And when yeah. something like that, like that sci-fi project went away, mm. I immediately go, that was never good. Yeah, Even right. though when I was doing, uh, by the way, I don't think that's true if anyone associated with that project hears this. Of course, <laughs> I loved it and yeah. I still believe in it. But it once it's done, mm-hmm. it's done. Yeah. It's like I told you, I've told this story before. It's the same girl. The girl that I had a crush on, one of the dates we went on was to Harvard Square to take pictures, her idea, because I was oh, in a right. photography class. Yeah. Anyway, and I rewound the film, but I didn't release the film and it snapped. And then I opened it on a bridge in Harvard Square. I know the bridge. And I ripped the film out because I thought it was like funny. Mm-hmm. My photo teacher was like, we could have saved the film. You just broke it. Like you didn't have to yank it out. If you did that in the dark room, <laughs> you'd have the film. Right. So fucking weird. But that ripped the film out. Fuck it energy mm-hmm. can be really really useful mm-hmm. so anyway we were just talking about like the whiplash guy you want to have the inner critic you want to you want to be a little afraid i hope people don't like this so you're not just writing fucking farts in the wind yeah and then i just thought it was interesting and if you had anything to add on on like the power of pivoting and the power of just kind of like it's almost like what we're saying romance it's like yeah. i'm in love with you yeah but like an idiot Right. Like a, right. Like a Romeo and Juliet. Like, I don't know Juliet that well. I saw her at one party. Mm-hmm. That's romance. It's right. like the project project is Juliet. Now she's dead. Yeah. I kill myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I do think it is romance. I Because I think your creativity and your like passion and desire all come from the same place. So so sometimes if I'm like obsessing about like wanting to be seen, wanting to be attractive, like feel very like ovulating, wanting to get like a certain per- person's attention, I'm like, I need to be working on my creative projects. Yeah. Like that's a sign that yes. I'm giving that energy away to something bullshit bullshitty yeah (laughs) and i need to be like actually creating so i do think it is like a romance and also i think that what you're talking about the pivoting is like a good use of the masculine energy in and when i say that i I, there's also I, i had a friend remind me too like there's also fierce feminine energy it's not just that like if it's fierce it's masculine yeah but i think this is uniquely masculine in that there's it's just like full force ahead we're going in this direction and then like i'm picturing like a battle like all these soldiers going in this direction and then like being like nope actually it's this way and everybody's yes yeah Yeah, that's (laughs) exactly oh my god that's exactly what it feels like and that's there's a power to that there's such a power to it's over this way (laughs) which is funny because it's it's very feminine to be flexible but this is kind of something different it's like it's, it's almost beca- stupid. Yeah, it is it's like a little good stupid. It is, and because it, it's not overthinking, it's right. not really. That's thinking. what's masculine about it. It's yes. like I was trying to kill this bear, then a beehive fell on my head. But we have honey, you yeah, know. It's like, exactly. ah! <laughs> yeah. And everybody just ignores the part of the story 
where the where bear you could have had a be- bear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the bear killed three guys. We're just like leaving that out. Honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also like a, a positive sort of use of a revisionist history. Yeah. Where you are sort of like, I will write this story in my favor no matter what story I have to write. And there is something, especially with something as vulnerable as creativity, where, again, you have to balance it with your J.K. <laughs> Simming, Simmons. Simmons. Um, because, like, you can't just have that. Like, they ha- you have to have both voices. But I think that, you know, the Stephen Pressfield of it all, like, I'm, I'm reading War of Art, I've already said this, because... I am so feminine when it comes to my creativity. It can be so like too flowy where there's not discipline and that it's like, and there's just a little like, who am I to tell this story? You know? Right. And like, Come sit down or don't. Yeah. And maybe I'll just keep it to myself inside. And you're like, and he's like, Make yourself a corporation so you have no problem saying and making decisions right. for the corporation. Right. Like this is this is your job. This is your company. Can I? Show up for it. Okay. So that's really interesting. Um, am I interrupting? No. Because uh, you seem done. Yeah. <laughs> you, you seem say that like you ran out of steam. The time. <laughs> you <laughs> seem done. <laughs> That's me. Oh, God. Um, so sorry. You're, you're wearing the underwear pulled up. <sighs> yes. Somehow. I rewatched The Big Short. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how things like Stephen Pressfield saying, like, treat yourself like a corporation. Mm-hmm. You're Those aren't special people. You can be a business, too. Then I watch a thing like The Big Short where people are, and that's a morally ambiguous story, even the people that bet that the housing market would fail and made hundreds of millions of dollars. They address that in the movie. It's like, even that is sort of like shitty, just another version of like, we're making millions of dollars off of millions of people Mm -hmm. losing. There's an interesting line in that movie where it's like every 1%, the unemployment rate goes up. 40,000 people die. Isn't that crazy? Oh my God. So like when people are out there kind of coldly analyzing the brutal realities of the financial system of the United States yeah. like and profiting off of it, it's always going to be like, Ugh, it's, it's rough. Yeah. It's not easy. But something about, and I think one of the reasons why people like movies like that and movies like The Wolf of Wall Street and stuff is because that's our mythology. Yeah. And when you watch it on the screen, you see how they're kind of like, all right, it's not perfect, but we're going to do it. Yeah. You know, and then you're like, Okay, well, uh, that's interesting. Maybe I could be a corporation and sell movies. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I think that the like, I don't know, you just need balance. So it's sort of working the levels of whatever you tend towards, just get like a little bit more of the other side of it. Yeah. And make sure you know like you tend it's easier for you to green light your confidence and yourself and your you know but you like make sure you have other people read your stuff right you that's the you make up for it by being like okay whatever you say i'll pivot to that you know what i mean yeah 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 if you were totally confident fierce flexibility (laughs) yeah, yeah and if you were totally confident and you refused to budge 
then you wouldn't be making good work. Like you right. have to have somehow. You know what's interesting? Th- going back to how all of like romance, romance and sexual energy and creative energy, it's all the same thing. I was mm. just talking to a friend of mine about how like lit up and sort of virile you can get when you're touring. Yeah. And I'm and I was this just is like, what I was saying. It comes from exactly. the same. Place. I was like, yeah, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. But the voice, the J.K. Simmons of it. And one of the reasons why I think I get so worked up about it mm-hmm. is because what we're actually talking about is life is like, and I don't just mean like life, man. I mean, like literally we're talking about uh, birthing things and moving things forward. So when we're talking about which projects are you going to make, mm. that's just like an echo or a shadow or a parallel or, or corollary to who are you going to mate with? I really think on a certain level, we see that in the same way. Interesting. So when I, we have certain friends that I would say they've lost their J.K. Simmons, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, or just people that we see in the world, they've lost their critic. They mm-hmm. don't have the guy throwing the chair at their head because they're not quite on time. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's getting weird. Why is that so important to me? For a million reasons. But one of them is you need that voice when you're picking a mate. What do you do when you're picking a mate? I know this is very heteronormative and breedery and all that. So I'm just saying like in, the, yeah. in a kind of a boring Animal. 1950s style, who are you going to make a baby with? Which yeah. is not how the world is. It's more complicated than that. But in that basic way, yeah, you need J.K. Simmons being like, you didn't see the way that they were rude to the waiter. <laughs> yeah. You need that discernment. Mm. Otherwise, babies that suck are going to be born <laughs> and pro- I'm being funny, but projects that suck are going to be made is right. safer to say. Right. And, and like, but you know, partnerships, mm-hmm. let's put it this way. No baby sucks. I'm just saying like the behaviors part- that aren't beneficial to the collective uh-huh. will be propagated because you were too fucking stupid. Yeah. To, what I'm joking to see <laughs> The signs that this wasn't right. uh, the right person to raise your children or the right person to be married to or whatever it is. So right. I think there's a real, that's why I get so like, how can they do this? Is because right. I'm like, there's an animalistic part of me that's like, we need to be selective. And yeah. he needs to play the drums properly because he needs to find the right person. And there's no, it's not a mistake that the B story of Whiplash is him is him trying to find a partner because it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, discernment is discernment so, is discernment. So smart. That's so. That's totally it. And it's like two different energies. It's the wild, like uh, sort of unpredictable, fiery passion, and then the like rule maker yeah that's just like i'm gonna take it you're out of tune which is guess what all of art yeah Yeah. like you need to know mathematical yes concepts in order to play a beautiful tune or it's not Yeah, yeah that's right and um we both know people who are that way in their way of like choosing partners where yeah. they and where they don't have a critic and then they'll be you know like months later be like i think this person might be stalking me and yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah. yeah you gave them everything yeah <laughs> and we all knew yeah and look this is very a course in miracles is like we don't you don't have to like not guard yourself from people that you think might be you know in the dream in this Okay, that person might not vibe with what I'm going for. Yeah. 
but you just don't, you don't identify with it. You go like, that's my ego going like, I don't know if I can handle that. That's fine. You just forgive it and you notice it. Yeah. There's just this one step of removal from going like, it's my ego being my ego. Similarly, going back to the point that we didn't finish, the woman was watching a, a video. Oh, right. You know, in the restaurant where we had coffee this morning. And I'm just like, what is this world where people are just watching television? Mm-hmm. And I, this is, look, we all know this is my trauma and I understand. My instinct is always, always, always. I start with don't, don't panic. It's not personal. It's fine. It's, it's nothing. It's yeah. nothing. It's okay. And then my second step is take out your phone, put on a movie louder. Mm-hmm. And just, and not even say anything just mm-hmm. because what I want to scream, and this is a complete overreaction. Mm-hmm. I am conceding. I'm not right. Mm-hmm. This is a, it's a hysterical historical reaction. Yes. I want to say, what if we all did that? What would it sound like in here mm-hmm. if we all just watched movies? Yeah. Because we're agreeing that this is a coffee shop, mm-hmm. not a fucking opium den for TikTok. Yeah. And that's an agreement that we've made as a society. Like you see how fucking yeah. lit up I get. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know much about communism, but if that was one of the precepts <laughs> of communism, I'd be like, I'm a communist. hundred <laughs> percent JK. Anyway, you said brilliantly, my, my strategy would be take out a phone and start watching a movie just to, just to be like, fuck you without even saying fuck you. Yeah. Teach them a lesson. And you said, what did you say? Well, do you remember how you I said, said it? Yeah. <clears throat> that's the equivalent of you, of how you are the loudest person in America and you can't stand loud people Yes, because you, you're getting to it before they can. If it's, if I am loud, yeah. no one can be louder than me. So they can't hurt me in this way. That's right. Yeah. I'll be the, because if I'm the person watching the video, yeah, then I'm the person watching the video. And at least you know you're safe to yourself. And I'll be the Joker. Yeah. I'll be the Joker. Yeah. So I don't have to be afraid of the Joker. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly, it blew, I was today years old. I it blew <laughs> my mind that I was like, oh my God, I go into social situations and become what I'm afraid of so yeah. that. It's 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 so like so that nobody else so can no one be. else can and if yeah. they and if they do Quite brilliant defense yeah yeah it's just it's it it actually it's funny it sounds like we're just talking on a podcast but it turns my insides into tapioca I start kind of like shaking and mm. just kind of like it's vulnerable is what I'm saying right it's very exposing and you get up on stage with a microphone and you go like I'll be the thing and I'll, I'll can be. be I'll control <laughs> it I'll choose what we talk about and what we don't talk about yeah. all that sort of stuff. But we all have our versions of that. And you've turned yours into a job that gives you a life where you don't have to be that as much, which is a beautiful way to wield that. We all have our ways of of defending ourselves and keeping ourselves safe. Well, that goes... Mm. I don't know anyone who's an exception to that. It's called our personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your your military wing is called your personality. <laughs> yeah. And it, so that goes back to the course and what brought it back to mind is and the course the course in miracles uses very fierce imagery. Mm-hmm. It talks about murder, like you have unconscious murder desires. Mm. And I like that. <clears throat> I'm like fucking thank you because yeah. when someone cuts you off in traffic if you're getting real honest and real deep, you have like 
ah, like a fucking kill or be killed yeah. is the ego's motto. <laughs> motto. Mm-hmm. And I could hear Kenneth Wapnick, who teaches on A Course in Miracles, saying, of course, mm-hmm. you're mad that they're playing a video. Mm-hmm. How dare they take it? If they If they have it, they took it from you. Huh. That was your silence in which you play a video mm. and you're the winner of the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And then you, I'm not saying I have any, I'm not having murderous fantasies. I'm just saying there's a murder in that. It's like, she's killing me. She's killing my silence. And then I become the victim. Yeah. And the, of course in miracles would say, she's the guilty one. God will kill her and mm. reward me. Yeah. This is what I've been saying to Brody. I go, you're innocent. I go, you're innocent all the time because I scapegoat Brody. I'll scapegoat fucking anything and go, mm. see, it's not me mm-hmm. that fucked this all up. Yeah. It's everybody else. Yeah. And they call those special hate relationships, which is really interesting to me. But it's all like if they have it, they stole it. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the A Course in Miracles' understanding of reality, which is we stole it from God. Like the That's interesting. Like stealing the fire. I see that in Leela. Like She's in the real stage of development where she just cannot stand that anybody would have anything that she, she wants, wants all of it, yeah. that she can't have. And like, and I was trying to, you know, walk her through giving away some of her toys because her birthday is tomorrow. And I was like, you're going to be getting a lot of new toys. We've got a lot of old toys that we don't need anymore. And we can give them away to people who, and there'll be new toys to them. And she was like, no, I need all of my toys. I need all the toys in the whole world. Right. And I was like, but if you had all the toys in the whole world, no one else would have any toys. And she was like, I, she said, I want to swim in toys. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's as far as she can go right now. There's not right. like the capacity for empathy, right. for understanding. She's just like, I think everything and I'm entitled to everything in this world. Yeah. And like, there were a couple things yesterday that she wanted that, that like she really wanted that we said no to. Mm. And it was like, this is just the like grading hard grind of teaching her that not, you're not entitled to everything in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You're only going to get some of the things that you want. I even said to her in target once I was like, baby, we can't get everything you want. I'm trying to show you that things don't make us happy. It's like yeah. experiences, people, love. These and she goes, things do make me happy. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, baby? You're just being honest. Even finishing it, a script is a thing. Any um, external thing. And so it's like, there. of course, it does make her happy in that moment. moment yeah. And that's all well, that's she's I'm always, living in. <laughs> I know. And I'm always trying to go like, Leela, we can get that if you can tell me the toy we got last time. Oh we my god! I've never said that to her, but yeah, you want to, but these these are impossible standards. I mean, I think we're doing a great job, try, like introducing these concepts. But a f- five year old is yeah. not going to. No, no, no. You know what else she does is, is if she can't get a toy, she'll take a toy and she'll go, "Can you hide this?" Oh yeah, she and does that's that. very killer. Be killed because it's she like, doesn't want anybody else. I don't want to anyone. Have it. And I remember that feeling. Mm-hmm. I was like someone else. I was obsessed with Dick Tracy action figures, and they sold them at CVS in my town. Yeah. And looking back, it wasn't so much having them that was part of it. It was also like someone else is going to get it. Yeah. So I would sometimes walk to that CVS twice. That's wow. obsessive. Yeah. Totally. In the same day. 
That is just exactly. to see if they got a ship. What if they got a shipment? It's the uh, material equivalent of like, what if they called while I was picking up the phone to make sure the phone works? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also is all related. It's what if somebody dates the person I have a crush on or it's what if somebody else writes my story? Yeah. Like, what and if- it goes back to the baby thing. What if someone else got the person that I wanted? It's yeah. it's all the same. It's all desire. That's again. That's what I love. Buddhism and of course in miracles is all like this whole thing mm-hmm. is this like if you have it, you stole it and yeah. steal it and kill it and don't be killed. Mm. And like the whole thing is kind of like that. Like you know what I mean? You could say that that's that. I want to be clear. I think everybody knows this, but like that's what that's according to Course in Miracles. That's what they say that the egos. Yeah, that's the problem. That's not what they're like preaching. No, (laughs) no, 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 no. They're saying that's what you need to get awake to. Yeah, it's not even in the moment where I was upset about the woman watching the video. I have to go. There's my ego. It wants to own this coffee shop. Yeah. It wants to make her listen to my video. And then you just go, there it is. It's doing what it always does, which by the way, is how we try to deal with difficult people in our life. There they are. Why do they think it would be different? This is what they do. And that's what forgiving reality is. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Yep. Oh, I got it. What? It's oh, 11. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was 11.32. I was like, dang. Um, all right, everybody. What a great one. Yeah, I love this one. Keep it crispy. 